0: All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will, I will defy tyrants. 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 And with that, good morning America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQRS TUVWXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to, the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at com, and for Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative, uh, the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning. It's Rotten to the Core Wednesday. That means we've got our Common Core diva, Lynn Taylor, on the line with us. We're going to bring her on in just a moment. But if you'd like to check us out online, please do so, com and also sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you head over to com right now, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio. Scroll down on the right side of the page, and we are streaming live here. If you'd like to join us on the video portion of the radio show, you can do that. You can blow up the uh, video there. That's right. You can see the face made for radio. And you can also click onto that and join us in the chat room. We got a lot of people in the chat this morning. <clears throat> Great to see all you guys there. We're also over on D Live at the Sons of Liberty Periscope at uh, uh, Setting Brush Fires, Twitch at News Tycoon, and on Rumble. Um, Sons of Liberty Radio Live on Rumble. We're live there and uh, I'm trying to think of anywhere else that we are. <laughs> <laughs> that we're we're putting this out before it's news dot com on the front page and also cutting edge TV on Roku. Those guys have been uh, kind enough to carry us over there as well. We appreciate that very much. Right above that, I would say you you would listen to Bradley's show, <clears throat> but I filled in for Bradley yesterday. It's it's very complicated. I don't know why uh, the buttons and everything I have to do to to do the show over there. But um, happy to do it, and uh, we got to do that yesterday. On this guy, Chipman, that they will be having before the Senate hearing committee uh, because of his nomination to be the head of the ATF. And remember, this is a guy who lied to the American public about Americans over something that never happened, the shooting down of two National Guard helicopters. But they want to put this knucklehead uh, who is against the Second Amendment. I mean, he is not for it. I don't care what his mouth says. You look at what he promotes and what he pushes and what he's lobbied for in the past, and he is a he is an anti-American, anti-Second Amendment guy. You can hear a little bit about that if you want to do that now, and uh, that will go live with Bradley. Excuse me at three p.m. Eastern time, two p.m. Central. Okay, all right. So you can check that out there at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Right above that you can subscribe to our email newsletter. We'd appreciate your support in that because we are being censored, folks. And if you don't subscribe here, you you also sometimes get a drop-down that says, you know, we'd like to send out a message for you. Now, this is something you control in your browser, but it'll just give you a little pop-up, um, you know, during the day as we post articles that will let you know what's been posted. You can click on it and go right to it if you want to do that as well. But uh, the email, you'll get that every day. We don't rent it, or your email, we don't sell it, we don't spam you. You get one email from us a day. That includes the morning show, and of course last last night you got an afternoon show uh, archive uh, from me. So <clears throat> you get that at com. Please sign up and subscribe there. Finally, we have needs. We let you know the needs. We don't ask you for money, but we say if you've got the ability, you want to, and um, the Lord will lead you to help support what we do at the Sons of Liberty Liberty Media and Sons of Liberty Radio, then there's a donate button at the top of SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And you can make a one-time donation. You can partner with us as a son or daughter of liberty monthly. And then finally, there's the store button. You can click that, and we've got great products in there that are good conversation starters, equipping tools uh, to help you in the area of influence that God has got you in and the battle that you're in. Whatever state or whatever country you're in, uh, these things are applicable uh, to you. So, with that said, we have on the line with us my co-host, as always on Rotten to the Core Wednesday, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn.
1: Well, good morning.
0: <laughs> good to see you. And uh, now you've got something that we're going to go into a, a maybe a little bit of a different direction <sighs> here. Um, boy, we we've seen how they've used education to tie all kinds of things. We spent a lot of time on workforce. And now they're combining it with the SNAP program, the the freebie food program, and uh, they're combining one form of socialism with another, and what are we looking to get out of this?
1: More workforce-aligned idiots. Communism?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. I mean, that's see it in a nutshell. I mean, that's why I called it socialism on a platter because, you know, you're using, you're going to take those people who get the SNAP funds. And if you don't know what a SNAP fund is, it is Supplemental Nutritional Assistance Program. Now, if you've listened to any of our shows on the Every Student Succeeds Act from the past, if you've read any of my articles on it, you will see that a program like SNAP is used in formulating how much Federal funding your state gets. So this very much ties to education. But this particular bill and the one we're talking about is H.R. 487. And I believe the name of it is, um, oh goodness, it's something about re, uh, reopening or re-something re uh, America. Uh, reenact that. What does it say, Tim? I'm sorry. It's it's been a couple of days since I wrote. Yeah, this. I'm
0: scrolling down. I was looking for the. It should
1: be right up at the top. For
0: the summit the act may be cited as the Revitalize and Expand Fairies. SNAP Education mm-hmm. and Training for America's Future Act, or the Reset for reset. America's Future Act. Yeah. Yep,
1: that's it. The reset. So in this this particular bill, they will be taking all those people who receive those SNAP nutritional. Uh, funds and they're going to say, okay, fine. You want to keep getting them. Here's where you're going to have to go, uh, learn a skill and you're going to have to put that skill to use. And then you're going to, you know, so it's telling us not only where we're going, but how they're going to manipulate something as simple as our, our, our food to get us there.
0: Yeah, there's a, there, that's that's true. Um, and it's like I've said before, though, that the issue on the food, this is where it's really going to come down to when people have hungry bellies. And if you're, if you're going to have your hand out to the bread line that the government's going to give you, the cheese line that the government's going to give you, you're going to learn real quick uh, just how tyrannical it has become. And mm-hmm. uh, as each block is put in place, it becomes more and more the face of that mm-hmm. tyrant. Now, somebody's asked... Uh, in the chat, why do you harp on the laws of man and not the law of Yahweh? Well, here's the thing. We do harp on the law of God. We do that. We call people back to this every week, especially on, on Wednesdays, We're pointing back to the law of God that the jurisdiction of education is in the home. It's given to parents. They're to diligently teach their children when they get up, when they lie down, when they walk in the way. They're to post them on the doorpost of their house. They're to bind them on their hands. They're to snap them on as frontlets between their eyes, the laws and commands of God. But here's the thing. In our country, these bills get brought up that are against the law of God. They're out of the jurisdiction of the federal government. And it has to be pointed out so that people cannot sit back and just talk about God. Okay, but they can go out and oppose the evil that's coming in. You can't oppose it if you don't know what's even going on, and I'll bet the majority of people listening this morning have never heard of H.R. 487, Lynn. This is why you're here to show us, and you've got several bills that you're going to be showing us this morning.
1: Right, and, and the, the common denominator for each one of these okay, is the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, which we have discussed a myriad of times and how it was embedded in the Every Student Succeeds at to purposely create that cradle-to-grave, skill-based, Skinnerarian, outcome-based education that we have been warning about for years, because it's taking away classics like the Bible, classics like our uh, American history or Shakespeare or any of those sorts of things, and it's replacing it with skill-based, um, can I, you know, can I take this screwdriver and put this screw in, can I punch a button, you know, can I code, can I, all this other kind of stuff, because you're not going to be working for what God designed you for, you're going to be working for what that assessment tied to education tells you, this is where you're going to work, and this is why it's so important, because God's law does tell us also about where our food sources are, and where our work sources are, and they are not the federal stupid government.
0: Well, that's, that's exactly right. So you've got this one, this 487.
1: Right. Now, let me say that yep. it does attach itself to the, uh, let's see, it does attach itself to uh, WIOA. It's also going to use the SNAP funds. But if you'll look at the press release from the main sponsor, and her name is Representative Spanberger, I believe is how you say it. If you'll read this, you'll see that it is bipartisan legislation. So anyone who still is convinced that this is just a democratic problem or just a republican problem, it is not. Never has been, never will be.
0: Yeah, they're they're both carrying they're both carrying the water for the United Nations. That's there's no doubt mm-hmm. about that.
1: All right, if you would Tim pick a pick a sentence and read it. Because, because, because this necessary. will be in the archives.
0: Okay. Um, let's just take this this second paragraph here. The part, bipartisan revitalize and expand SNAP education and training RESET. They're clever with their little acronyms, aren't they? Mm-hmm. For America's Future Act it would provide new resources for state and local governments through the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program Employment and Training SNAP ENT Program. To make sure taxpayer dollars are leveraged more effectively, and that is families that special <laughs> yep, and I might add unconstitutionally i don 't know anywhere mm-hmm. in the Constitution where we 're to be providing free food for anybody through the federal right. government uh, that is the jo- in fact uh, speaking of the law of God again, that goes back to the individual do you love your neighbor then take care of your neighbor mm-hmm. but that 's a voluntary thing that 's not something where uh, your taxes are extorted to you. Uh, from the barrel of a gun to give to somebody else. So it says um, to make sure tax dollars are leveraged more effectively and that families receiving services get the help they need, this legislation would specifically target these new funding opportunities towards evidence-based workforce and job training programs.
1: And, Tim, how many times have we brought that up, that best practices is for business, not for education? Yeah. But there it was for best practices in workforce, what development. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. job training. Privilege. Now if, so, if somebody, if somebody is asking, and I don't know if they are, but I can just hear it in my head, you know, well, you know, what's the workforce innovation opportunity Act got to do with uh, every student succeeds act. <sighs> I think we could probably just get a big old poster and put this up. We use it almost every week on page 17. Of the Every Student Succeeds Act, it clearly states that all education, not just public education, not just K-12 education, but all education must be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness standards as laid out by the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. Later on in the law, it says that all teachers must be aligned to teach the, the, uh, the same sort of thing. Later on in the bill, it also goes into that these skills must be regionally based. So don't tell me regionalism is, you know, American. It's not.
0: Yeah, you know, when, when I'm hearing this about the education and the workforce thing, what I, what I get in my mind when they're fully complete, if we don't put a stop to it, Mm-hmm. is is the idea that there's going to be a combination we're going to have a guy like a uh, uh, Winston from 1984 mingled with a little bit of those guys from uh, Brave New World into this thing in the in the, edu- in the indoctrination process and then the the workforce process it looks to me like that's really where all this is is going anyway and we've had the guy from the World Economic Forum tell us basically that we're not going to have anything in the future. We're going to be happy. The only thing we're going to be doing is we're going to be slaves for some, some master who has enslaved us rather than been those who are free men who have, mm-hmm. uh, who have um, uh, clung to the Christ and have stood for him and for what he has said and been obedient to him.
1: And that's why things like this are so important is because this is helping point it out. But, you know, look back at history. How many regimes have we seen this same kind of case system or class warfare being set up? And what better way to do it again? And this is partly due to COVID because er that's another thing that every one of these bills um, has in common with it. So, you know, they're using it as an excuse to reset everything. Okay. Now, HR 487 is not the only one that we're going to be talking about today. And the reason why we're talking about this today is because if anyone has missed it, the president put out what is called the American's Job Plan. Okay, and I've got tons and tons of notes on this and Suzanne Hamner and I are going to be doing a very special broadcast where we dive into this, as well as some of the bills that are connected, because um, the president in his verbiage in this plan, Tim, said that Congress must roll out either one omnibus jobs bill or break it up into small bills. Well, Congress has chosen to break it up into small bills. And at last count, there were at least 303 that are on the books that have to do with Biden's plan.
0: This is absolutely crazy.
1: Yeah. So that's why we're going to take a special broadcast to do that, because we want to focus just on that. But I'm hitting some of the high spots today with you because this is in my article, because a lot of these, as you've already brought up, we need to be the ones who are contacting these people and telling them, you know, do you are you aware this is what you're helping do? Are you aware that this is how this breaks um, what the country was founded on or, or the Constitution? Or maybe it's not even in your state constitution. Uh, you know, this is, if nothing else, is a miss use of taxpayer funding but here's here's something that I want to bring up as well that wasn't in the email or in the article but I have brought this up before and that is we have all this hyper focus on jobs because jobs mean economy and as we've said before economy in America means way more than the people or their life and pursuit of happiness but um, from the former leader of IBM his name was David Lee. He put out a list of 22 jobs that are at the risk of being obsolete. Data entry clerks, accounting, bookkeeping, payroll clerks, auditors, financial analysts, bank tellers, and other clerks, administration and executive secretaries, assembly factory workers, client info, customer service workers, business service and administration managers, stock keeping clerks, general and operational managers postal service clerks, cashiers and ticket clerks, mechanics and machine repairers, telemarketers, electronic telecommunication installation and repair, car, van, motorcycle drivers, sales and purchases agents and brokers, door-to-door sales workers, news, street vendors, and everyone who's related, statistical finance and insurance clerk, and lawyers. Now, David Leeser was the one who came up with IBM's digital badge program, which is what we're seeing a lot of these uh, educational skill-based programs switching to. Do you have the credentials? Do you have the digital badge? Um, this is, And he's also provided guidance for the Department of Ed and the Department of Labor. He sits on the IMS Global Board as an advisor on digital credentialing. Now, if that doesn't really wake you up, know that IBM was tied to Nazi Germany because the data that they collected helped fill those in those prison camps. That's right.
0: That's exactly right. Uh,
1: let me add to that. Oxford. In 2017, 45% of the current jobs will be gone in the next 10 years. Now, that means by 2027. All driving jobs. Now, every one of these will go over to automation. Okay, all driving jobs, agriculture, print and publishing, cashiers, travel agents, manufacturing, dispatchers, except emergency response, bartenders, waiters, banks, accounting, tax, stock, Military pilots and soldiers, fast food workers, telemarketers, construction, celebrities, and librarians. So why all the focus on the jobs if the, all they're going to do is take everything away from us? Because they're trying to steer where you go, what you do, where you live, and now what you eat.
0: Well, we've obviously had <laughs> had Michelle Obama tell us what we need to be eating, Right. Um, oh, while yeah. while they while they pig out uh, themselves at the at the people's expense, I might add. Right. So yeah, this is the this is the 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 mindset of the tyrants. Let them eat cake, and we'll do what we're going to do. But it, it, here's the thing: to me, I'm wondering maybe you can answer it or not. But we we hear this talk about the whole um uh, uh great reset, and mm-hmm. and even this even this document was you know the anachronym was reset. If they're doing this and they're going to push in this digital currency and all this other, how is this going to work with with what they're doing here as far as food and as far as uh, indoctrination and things of that nature? I mean, you're going to have – I'm considering if you have an economic collapse, you're going to have a lot of chaos that goes on. And I know the whole New World Order thing is order out of mm-hmm. chaos. Mm-hmm. how is that how do you see that being played out by what they're laying down with all of this
1: In the blockchain okay yeah the blockchain uh you're gonna everything you do is going to be tied to that so it, and that will be what controls you that will be your existence and it will be a virtual one okay Sorry, that's as basic as I could get. No, nope, that's good.
0: That, that's fine. <laughs>
1: okay. Okay. All right. Here's some of the other ones that need to be brought up. This one's called uh, the JOBS Act, which stands for Jumpstart Our Businesses by Supporting the Students Act. This is Senate Bill 864. This one amends the Higher Education Act. It extends the use of Pell Grants. It will tie to everyone's FAFSA form, which is the Federal Student Aid uh, Programming. So no longer is FAFSA uh, an option. Some states are using it as a requirement for graduation, and we see why. Uh, It's also going to embed more career pathways or career tech education, Tim, which will also attach itself to WIOA that will also, by default, attach it to STEM which we know where that comes from. All right. H.R. 691. This one expands the opportunities through pre-apprenticeships. Now, what is so um, alarming about this one is that pre-apprenticeships, when they first started out in this system, Tim, they were for those uh, adult workers who were trying to get back into the system because they hadn't been back in school very long or they wanted a new job or maybe they'd been incarcerated or you know anything like that. It's now shifted so that pre-apprenticeship could still mean that type of person, but it also is now taking it and attaching itself to elementary and middle school education because everyone has to be in a career track by the time they hit high school. Now, again, this is mainly playing out in our public schools but it's also playing out in our parochial schools our private schools even our home schools because you've got parents who are lining up to get their kids into apprenticeships into some sort of dual enrollment and this is where they get them so that one is is really something and back I think it was last year yeah it was um 2020 I did a short video and I told you about the prizes that were being given out by the Trump and DeVos administration for pre-apprenticeships, which, by the way, were funded all the way through this year so that Biden and Cardona could pick them up and they're going to probably extend them as well. Um, if you want to, let's go ahead and play that, Tim. We're going to start at the beginning and then end about the 740 timestamp.
0: Letting Lynn clean off the well, lawn. Good
1: morning, Warriors. How are you? I hope you've had a uh, lovely afternoon. Now, yes, I did do a short video yesterday on what uh, was supposed to be the Department of Education um, trotting out all these new ideas of how we could change education in the name of COVID. Uh, and I didn't listen to all of it because I could tell just from DeVos's uh, preliminary statement that it was going to be nothing but a way to uh, promote the fact of you know we're just gonna dangle money in front of people to uh, help them have better education so this morning She's just announced a new program and this one is going to target our adult learners. So isn't that fun? Now, I know that if you've followed my blog long enough, you know that um, we've used the term cradle to grave in education and alignment. And we know that a lot of the Every Student Succeeds Act embedded a lot of the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act. We also know that it embedded the Higher Education Act, which of course does impact our adult education. So, this is the new thing. US Department of Education launches a Rethink Adult Education Challenge to grow. Are you ready? Pre apprenticeship opportunities for life. Long learners. Now, lifelong learners, we know, is a catchphrase that the United Nations has used for years and the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development has used that term and it doesn't mean anything other than you will constantly be in some form of education or job or combination thereof and we can look to Mark Tucker for um, supposedly inspiration for this particular system um that's on my blog as well but here is the press release and it's dated today september 24th 2020 uh in recognition of national adult education and family literacy week u.s secretary of education betsy devos announced today the rethink education excuse me the rethink adult education challenge that will expand career opportunities for adult learners through pre-apprentices Apprenticeship programs. All right, now it goes on to say in our dynamic and changing economy, learning must be a lifelong pursuit, said Secretary DeVos. Educational opportunities for adults should reflect this reality, but all too often, students, particularly adult learners, encounter barriers to changing careers and learning new skills. This pre-apprenticeship challenge gives local education leaders the opportunity and encouragement they need to rethink adult education to match this new reality and ensure students are prepared for success. Now, let me pause right here. Pre-apprenticeship um, goes into the career tech education, it goes into the STEM, which is a science, technology, engineering, and math, and you know we have beat this horse to death over the fact that this can all be tied back to that um, uh, United Nations uh, birth-to-death to system that you'll be in. Now here's how this is supposed to work. 75, excuse me, $750,000 in prizes Mm-hmm. And prizes will be given to any adult education provider who can create innovative and high quality pre-apprenticeship programs in any industry anywhere in the United States. It goes on to say, this includes community colleges, correctional facilities, libraries, community-based organizations, and other eligible providers who can Uh, Accept this challenge will go into a complete stage one submission and they have to do this by November 25th. The online submission will give preliminary design for your program, how it will target adults, how it will use literacy activities that will also be used, and how it will fit local industry needs. Curated resources you can find at rethinkadulted.com to prepare your submissions. Now, if you make it through that round, you get to go into stage two, which is open until uh, July of 2021. And this is going to select just a hundred of these groups. So remember this is a hundred either community colleges, correctional facilities, libraries, community-based organizations, and other eligible providers. So it's going to be a big cross-section Cross section of all those. Okay uh, finals, finalists will, these 100 will have access to digital resources like case studies, activities, and webinars with subject matter experts to help them refine their designs and to develop better programs then these will be reviewed and one grand prize winner and five runners up the grand prize winner will get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars and each of the five runners up will get at least a hundred thousand dollars isn't that special how great of Betsy DeVos are you kidding me this is absolutely stupid you're taking taxpayer funding, and you're using it as prizes now. Now, they're not even going in and saying these are loans or these are grants. No, these are prizes. Here's another quote, okay? Too many adult learners are missing out on opportunities for well-paid and rewarding careers due to skills gap, family responsibilities, financial situations, or a lack of awareness about apprenticeships in general. This is the Assistant Secretary for the Career, Tech, and Adult Ed Scott Stump. We are addressing these hurdles by advancing innovative pre-apprenticeship programs that will benefit everyone, including adult learners, employers, and the communities around them. Now, when it says benefit everyone, including, that means there are going to be others that that supposedly benefit as well. Uh, Gosh, okay. Let me tell you this. This is in the, the bottom of the press release. Rethink Adult Ed is part of Ed Prizes, a series of prize competitions that develop new products and services to both increase access and expand the capacity for career tech education. The department has also awarded $1.7 million in prizes through three previous challenges. And if you want to find out about those, you can go to edprizes.com. Com. Isn't it comforting to know that your federal government, using an unconstitutional federal agency, is now in the game show business for education for what? Skill-based lifelong learning. And I'm saying this with a smile because it is so absolutely infuriating that I really just don't want to say things that I would not want on, on a Facebook.
0: Okay, <laughs> all right, Lynn. So, so you don't want to say things that uh, that would be there on Facebook, and I get it, right? I get it. But it, it's kind of interesting. I, I wonder if we need to get uh, Betsy DeVos one of those Matthew Lesko jackets, you know, with all the questions. Maybe she can come out with another a book on how you can get all kinds of uh, you can win prizes and, and glorious things from the people. Uh, unconstitutionally, they're gonna, you know, steal it from the people, extort it from the people, and then give it to you because you're such a mastermind at coming up with unlawful things to do in our society.
1: Yeah, and it's interesting though, but, you know, everybody's going to be going, well, you know, that was then. This is now, you know, we've got a new Secretary of Education. And we've talked about this new uh, Secretary of Education, and he is just in the middle of this as, as she was. And if you'll remember, that was back in late 2020, and I told you it was going to be at least until July 2020. Twenty-one. So, you know, maybe they thought that Trump and DeVos were still going to be there. But, you know, Biden and Cardona certainly didn't say, no, no, we're not going to do this. We're throwing it out. No, they've held on to it. And we're seeing why is because they're going to take it and they're going to probably expand it. And one of the ways they're going to do it is to meet that American job plan through all these blasted bills. So, Let's move on because we do have some others. OK, uh, let's see here. We did the um, all right. So there's the Senate Bill 52. This one is lovely. This one's called the Gateway to Careers Act. And what that one is going to do is it will create more career path grants, Tim, for the states to compete with uh, against each other. It also will amend the Higher Education Act as well as attach itself to We WIOA. All right. Then we have H.R. 518, Strengthening Youth Apprenticeship Act. Now, this one is going to really throw in with the uh, idea funding. So now we're roping in the special needs children. Okay, Career Tech Education. This one also will amend the Every Student Succeeds Act. It will make sure that the states have plenty of grant money uh, to align skill based learning to both education and labor, all right? Now, all of these will be in the archives, and I would encourage you. uh, Most of these are very short, so go in, follow the links, and read them for yourselves. Find out who the sponsors are. They might be from your state. They may not be, but it doesn't matter. They're supposed to be representing what we, the people, want, not what they, the corporations, are demanding, okay? Now, Senate Bill 200 and H.R. 602. These these are sister bills, and they are relaunching America's Workforce Act. All right. Now, I went and compared these two because these are, let's see, about 60, 70 pages. And I know you probably don't want to spend your time reading 60 or 70 pages, but, you know, when it comes to the fact of this is what Uh, the government setting up not only for your children, but yourself, I think it would be good to do that. All right. Uh, All the uh, appropriations that are set up to do nothing but create more career tech ed through your States uh, in the name of COVID uh, 62 times in uh, let's see here, Senate bill 200 and 61 times in 602 and, that's how many times you'll see not only appropriations, but education as a topic. All right. You're going to see that um, they're wanting to spend again, billions of dollars to do this. Okay. Uh, It's absolutely amazing. And and when I went in and looked at those two particular bills, Tim, to compare them, there's not a whole lot of difference. Uh, Sometimes when, the Congress does this, and they say they're they're related bills. It might be that they're identical in nature, or there might be one or two different uh, sentences or, you know, appropriation figures. But I wasn't finding that in these two. So that means one way or another, they're going to make sure that this goes through, okay? All right, then we have H.R. 1338, which is called the WPA. Now, when I heard that, I instantly went back in time to uh, FDR's administration, where he had a WPA. Now, his was something totally different. But this particular WPA stands for Workforce Promotion and Access Act. All right. And what, what that basically means is it's going to have the Secretary of Labor, and I guess he's going to do this by his magic ball, he's going to be able to get guarantee every American a job.
0: Well, isn't that nice?
1: How can you do that?
0: Well, you can't. Yeah you, there there have to be there have to be jobs to be had if you want mm-hmm. one, or you have got to start your own business. I encourage people with as best they can. If you've got an idea, try that first before you go working for somebody else. But here's the thing: in this economy, <clears throat> I mean, we've got we've got the federal government competing. By giving you free money—well, it isn't free money—money money they've right. extorted from your fellow citizens to give you to sit on your butt on the couch at home rather than go get a job. I, I mentioned this last week. The fact that there are—I've talked with several people. My pastor was telling me he knows several people. They have jobs between sixty and ninety thousand dollars a year,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they're and and they'll take anybody to do them. But nobody will take the job. Why? Because they're getting their unemployment plus four, six hundred dollars more a week, or whatever the case may be. They're probably making more than I am, uh, doing what I do. Uh, and so, yeah, the people are going to their their baser state and saying, "Yeah, I'll take the free money and get to do whatever I want to do all day long." So, uh, you know, most people faced with that challenge would not be bound. They wouldn't be bound in their mind or their heart mm-hmm. with phrases. Uh, that the or commands from the scripture that tell us if we don't work, we should not eat. So I can see why people go off on that rail and and they'll do those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But but you got to mm-hmm. have an economy that produces people who open businesses, people who uh, make jobs for other people, and all of this other stuff. Because government sure doesn't do it.
1: Well, that's exactly right. Now, if you want a quick lesson in history, when I brought up FDR's WPA program, the parallels between what this bill does and what FDR's WPA uh, did for just a short amount of time are totally uncanny. I don't think that it's just by circumstance, by happenstance. I think it's been a plot all along because we know that he was in on the the reshaping of America as well. And he did it through uh, the Great Depression. And so, you know, you can find that out. Uh, yeah, but that that's kind of a scary bill, that your Secretary of Labor from a national level is going to be able to guarantee every American a job. Well, that smacks of the, uh, okay, you're going to be working for the government. You're not going to be working for yourself. Well, so, it's not just that.
0: Um, it's it's the same uh It's the same stuff they've been shoveling forever. They're going to guarantee us. They're going to promise us this. And then when it really comes down to it, it's nothing like whatever they promise or they guarantee. That's just the way it is.
1: Right. Now, the next pair of sisters is Senate Bill 342 and H.R. 594. And this is called the Worker Act. And worker stands for, are you ready? Working on rewarding and keeping employees resilient.
0: That That's that nice. what it means. Isn't that nice?
1: Mm-hmm. This one is going to expound massively on a national level the public-private partnerships in education for skill-based learning. That's what this one's going to do. So, again, since it's coming from the Senate and the House, they mean this is going to come through one way or another unless we make enough noise to, to have both chambers, you know, kill it. Which can happen, but we've got to be, we've got to be irate enough about it, okay? Now the last one that I want us to look at, and this is the biggie. this is HR447. It is 170 pages. It has already passed the House, which means it's in the Senate. And this one is, Tim, if you'll read the name for everybody that way if they can't see it, they can hear it because I want, I want them to get this, okay?
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the amendment <clears throat> to amend the act of August 16th, 1937, commonly referred to as the National Apprenticeship Act.
1: Yep. So this one's already passed the house, as I just said. It expands upon apprenticeships terribly. All right. Now, in six instances through these hundred and seventy pages, you're going to find that uh There are six times where appropriations are mentioned. One is they're going to establish a state-level Office of Apprenticeships. $75 million starts us off for fiscal year 2022 and increases to $115 million by fiscal year 2026. It establishes a federal level of Office of Apprenticeships. That price tag starts off at $50 million for fiscal year 2022 and increases to $90 million to... The uh, fiscal year 2026. Uh, the cost for an interagency agreement it's going to cost us 10 million dollars fiscal year 2022 and increase to 18 million dollars by 2026. Didn't realize that interagency agreements had to cost us. I didn't money. think I so that either. Was done for free. Yep. All right, now here's the other one: modernizing 21st century education grants starts us off at $400 million for fiscal year 2022 and increases to $800 million by fiscal year 2026. Education is mentioned 124 times in this particular uh, act, And this, again, is for cradle to grave. This is not just for adults. This is for your K through 12 education, because, again, they want to start pre-apprenticeships in elementary school. And if you're outside the public sector, watch it. It's going to be coming for your brand of education in some way or not. Okay. Page five, we have to have education and training aligned. So that goes back to the very first bill that we were talking about. Uh, Page seven, you're going to see that interim credentials will be assigned to people until they can prove their competency in whatever topic it is. And again, this is not going to be so much academics as it will be skill-based learning. Page eight, This is where the homeschoolers really need to pay attention, because not only are they going to be doing traditional school apprenticeships, but non-traditional school apprenticeships as well. Uh, Page 13 through 15, every federal program and every federal law that this bill will impact is listed, and the list is shocking. Um, Page 15 Every apprentice will have to have some sort of business industry sponsor, okay? Pages 16 and 17, career tech education terms, every student succeeds act terms, and WIOA terms are defined for you so that you can see all of these blended together. By default, that will pull in the STEM as well. Page 31, industry sector leaders and experts are laid out as to who will qualify for those who will be steering education and labor uh, for your local area okay page uh 36 the data collection under WIOA that translates into the workforce quality data initiative which years ago was married to the student longitudinal database out of uh, the Every Student Succeeds Act to create those career pathways or the cradle-to-grave coursework that everyone had to go through. They're going to be expanding upon that as well. Page 38, the Department of Labor is going to establish a national advisory committee on apprenticeships, Tim, and let's look at who's going to be involved. The Department of Labor, the Department of Education, the Department of Commerce, the Department of Energy. Housing and Urban Development, the Department of Transportation, the Veteran Affairs, Health and Human Services, the Department of Justice, the Department of Defense, and the Federal Trade Commission. Uh, Page 45 is going to be expanding what a non-traditional apprenticeship means and looks like and how it's going to be funded. Page 80 will tell you that the Department of Ed and Labor will be aligning every bit of coursework to skill-based education. Pages 82 and 83 list a consortium that will help voice this out on the nation. Page 86 admits that there will be massive data sharing to make all this stuff happen. On page 87, if you ever thought that there were going to be learning standards for apprenticeships, this is where the national apprenticeship standards are laid out, and this is where they begin. On page 126, how to create even more apprenticeships for more jobs and expand upon those jobs. Page 143, how your state and regional uh, apprenticeship must be region-specific education, which directly ties back to the Every Student Succeeds Act, where I told you that education had to be regionally specific. Page 147, if you get a grant for all this B.S., These are, this is where you're going to find the mandates and how those funds must be used, Tim. Page 150, how pre-apprenticeship grant money must be used. And finally, on page 162, how any education alignment grant must be mandated to fit this particular bill.
0: That's amazing. All that stuff piled into 170 pages. And uh, for people who were listening to what Lynn had to say there, you may recall this sounds familiar, doesn't it? It doesn't sound like Joe Biden. It sounds like Donald Trump. Wasn't Donald Trump the one pushing apprenticeship stuff?
1: He ramped it up so much more than any other president. He really, really did. So, you know, this, so if somebody wants to get on the political party bandwagon, It's not just one, it's been all of them. And as you saw, you know, since 1937, there's been some sort of apprenticeship, but it was never, ever supposed to be like this. And if you look back on my blog, there was one that I did early on on the blog where I had uh, a skeleton and it was holding the door of other skeletons trying to get out. And I laid out for you how the Department of Labor had been on one course and then how it came back as you know, a timeline of how the two were separate and then how over time they've just, you know, come together. We know under Donald Trump's administration that Betsy DeVos went down to South America and decided to sign an agreement without our consent to purposely do what? Combine labor and education. And just because we have a new administration did not make that go away.
0: Well no and, and but I but I think part of the problem that I see, Lynn, and I, I keep reiterating mm-hmm. this for people who may come in who are still in that Republican Democrat right left thing is mm-hmm. that is that it doesn't matter from Obama to Trump to Biden, doesn't matter if they're a legitimate president or not a legitimate president. The the fact of the matter is on this mm-hmm. issue, they're all of the same mindset. Mm-hmm. We are going right down the communist, the Soviet style, UN um, mm-hmm. style kind of education, which is not education. Again, it's indoctrination so that we can have little communist worker bees to do our bidding. And that way we don't let the ants figure out that there's more of them than there are us. And uh, and, and everything will be good for us. It'll be bad for them, but that's OK. We're their rulers. That's the way that's right. the approach they're taking.
1: Right. Well, I know we're going to need to go a little bit over, but before we we close out this part, if you would show that Bernard Shaw image that I sent you so people can understand just how serious this is. Okay. Under socialism, you would not be allowed to be poor. You would be forcibly fed, clothed, lodged, taught and employed whether you liked it or not. If it were discovered that you were not character had not character and industry enough to be worth all this trouble, you might possibly be executed in a kindly manner. But while you were permitted to live, you would live well.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. I, but I but see here I can see the people who would hear such a quote, and what they would do is they would say, well, but this can't happen in America then. And you've heard it too. You've heard people mm-hmm. say that naively, and yet they don't realize that every time a country goes astray, every time a nation goes astray from, from the laws of God, when they're acting in rebellion against him, you can bet your bottom dollar Deuteronomy 28 is going to follow right after them. And mm-hmm. we've been through several of those curses. America's in the throes of those curses now as are some other countries as well some are not but but a lot of them are they're under the judgments of God and God is known by his judgments and his judgments the bible tells us that usually people don't learn from God's grace they learn from his judgments and uh you know whatever it takes for God to get people's attention he's going to be doing that and if some people want to be stubborn and hard-hearted and not repent well then they're going to suffer the consequences of that This is more evidence that what God is doing is, you know, America has taken the name Christian. It's a we're a Christian nation. There's no doubt that we have Christian foundations and all of that. But the Bible tells us that we should not take the name of the Lord God in vain. Why? Because he will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. He's not going to hold us guiltless. And so those of us who have named the name of Christ, and yet we have allowed the enemy to come in, we've even, in some cases, locked arms with the enemy— well, there's a need, there's a serious need for repentance among people who do that kind of stuff, and uh, part of the issue that you're giving us today is not just so we can say, hey, we know what kind of bad things they're doing, it's to go back, it's, it's to call them to account. Again, this goes back to what the ecclesia, or is translated in the New Testament as, it's a Greek word translated in the New Testament as church. Mm-hmm. We are to be going to the gates, and so I hear it, I get it. A lot of these guys are bought off and this, that, and the other. But I also know that if enough people call, if enough people email, if they're inundated with the public, that the public's watching what's going on, they carry Mm -hmm. themselves a little different when they start dealing with these – unconstitutional bills because they know the people are looking at them and they can't just slough this off of I didn't know this that and the other uh, right. they they're going to have to they're going to have to listen to the people and so I do think on things like this these bill numbers our senators our representatives need to be called and told you need to oppose this
1: right absolutely absolutely now if you can hang with us after uh, the the break we're going to be going over why uh, the subject of WIOA being re Re, uh, renewed is going to be a big deal. And we're going to also tie this back into uh, a couple of other Biden's plans, but we're also going to tie this back into a couple of books that ha- are at least 20 years old.
0: Okay. You got about 20 seconds. You want to tell people okay. where you can
1: find, find common And if you wish to financially bless my work, that would be super. I do have a conference coming up that I do need uh means to be able to get there. So that would be super. If not prayer supports always welcome.
0: All right. Okay, you can check out uh, Lynn Taylor at Core diva.com You can support her there. And uh, she comes in every week, doesn't charge us anything to come on and give you the information that she's given you. And uh, she does that so that we can actually win the day, that we can take back things that the feds are trying to steal from us. Don't miss Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. We'll be back with you 6 a.m. Hang on, and we're going to finish up here. See See you. Okay, all right, we're going to uh, go over a little bit. Lynn's got a couple more items that she's going to share with you out of this. Uh, she had a lot of stuff, so we're going to have a, a big archive today. And mm-hmm. uh, and I, th- I do think this is necessary. It's not just about us, Lynn. You're talking about yeah. our children, our children's children. So this has mm-hmm. for our posterity. We can go back to the first part of the uh, U.S. Constitution. It says they're establishing it for their posterity. And uh, so we're, in essence, fighting a, a similar fight. Mm -hmm. Um, it's still tyranny. It's just coming at us in, in different ways, but it's still the same fight that we're engaged in as our
1: forefathers were. Right. If you would show that second image that I, I sent you. Now, I caught a little bit of flack for this one because it was originally supposed to be honoring what teachers do, but the reason I updated the version of it was because we're seeing more and more teachers having to play into the system so that they're not being able to help shape those professions. Those Mm -hmm. professions are being shaped through the teacher by the government. So if you want to blow that up just a little bit...
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's as big as it goes on here. That's as big as
1: it goes. Okay. Well, it's a you know little what, bitty okay. picture in
0: the first place. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway,
1: it was supposed to say teachers make all other professions possible. And I I yellowed that word out and put governments. And then, you know, their hands and they're holding all these different uh, necklaces. And so, you know, that's, that's a little bit of that. And then uh, the reason I wanted to bring this particular image up was because President Biden's Secretary of Labor, Marty Walsh, was the former mayor of Boston. He was also a member of the big unions. And, you know, the big unions pushed uh, the uh, Obama-Biden administration to get education and labor, uh, you know, assimilated. And so those archives will be in there for you. But you can also see from Open Secrets, and this one was pretty newsworthy, uh, you'll see a picture of Biden with a bunch of big union people meeting in the White House. And so that particular article is very eye opening about how uh, Biden is now repaying their, their support from his campaign by giving them chief positions or a lot of uh, authority where maybe they don't have it. And one of the things in Biden's job plan, and he brings it up several times, is that we have to have all our jobs become union jobs. Because it has to be that way. So, you know, instead of you choosing to be in one, um, it's steering it so that you're going to be in one. So that's that's kind of a big deal. Are you um, saying Are I, you
0: saying that's going to be government mandated?
1: It sure sounds like it.
0: Mm, okay.
1: Yeah, that's why I said Suzanne and I are going to go in depth to this because it's at least 27 pages. Uh, and that's front to back, uh, this plan. Uh, And it's it's quite intense. And so she and I had said we wanted to do this as a service to uh, America to be able to go through this, because a lot of people are not understanding how that that jobs plan marries up with the family plan and then uh, a new tax plan that he's got coming out. That's going to be a result of all this job and educational alignment. So, you know, that's very, very important. Now, how uh, the jobs plan and the re-upping of WIOA, and the reason I know about that is because I had a warrior send me the link. She goes, hey, did you know they're about to reauthorize WIOA? And so I found that, and that was the U.S. Conference of Mayors who recently met with Secretary Walsh to do nothing but discuss how America needed to make WIOA even stronger. And if you look at the, the list of mayors and the cities that they're from, yeah, there are going to be a lot of big cities in there. But let's face it, there are also going to be a lot of corporations who are involved in this because they were to get WIOA passed in the first place. So this is not just about the big cities. This will be coming to small town America as well because it's already there. Yes, yeah,
0: this, is, this is absolutely incredible. I, I just... I, there, there's no doubt in my mind, I got to tell you, there's no doubt in mm-hmm. my mind that mere men don't come up with this stuff to put it all together the way they are. There is spiritual forces behind this, just like the Bible says, that's what we're really warring against. Right. Because there's no way some of these people, and by the way, uh, let me just address this real quickly. I know there are people who say, oh, those Democrats are dummies, and this, that, and the other. Well, who's being who's being made for a fool? It's not the Democrats. Well, those Republicans. They're no. They're they're getting done what they're what they're put in position to do. And I'm not talking about put in position lawfully to do for the people, but by the people who are controlling them, their masters, to do these kinds of things. And I got to tell you, Len, I, I just see a spiritual force behind this. There is so many things here. There's no way that mere men are putting these mm-hmm. things together uh, to, to bring right. them together the way. There's just no way. Right.
1: Absolutely. Well, this particular book, A Place Called School, was published in 1984. And Charlotte Iserbeet shared that, you know, this was a book that we really needed to get. Now, yeah, you see a lot of sticky notes, right? I can tell you that uh, Biden's job plan for 2021, you can find references in 143 144 147 and 148 those page numbers so even though this book is you know really old and it was laying out what was going on at the time in education it's still relevant today through biden's plan okay so suzanne and i will be going over that as well uh the end of work where um this is another one that Charlotte recommended for us. You're going to see uh, Biden's American Family Plan, where you tax the rich to fund education for skill-based learning, as well as universal pre-K for all. And again, Biden's plan shows up in here as well. So that's that's why we wanted to take time to do that, Tim. And I've got a three-minute video, if you want to play it, that could give everyone a precursor of what she and I are going to be doing. Hi everyone, Lynn Taylor here, Common Core Diva, and what you're seeing is the um, fact sheet on President Biden's American Job Plan. You're going to also see, I've got lots of highlights and notes. I've got um, all kinds of things to share with you, and this week... On the Sons of Liberty, Uh, we're going to be talking a lot about some of the related bills to this American Jobs Plan. But I just wanted to point out to you that a lot of what is in this 27-page document is going to be a lot of stuff that says that we have to focus on rebuilding the economy. That's part of that Build Back Better crap. And it's going to play into the American Rescue Plan the American family plan is going to play into a lot of things. And what we're going to see is it's one more time, uh, using climate crisis. It's using, um, all kinds of projects that are from the past that have been used in other administrations to try to, uh, federally mandate that, you know, there has to be workforce based education, which we're seeing that happen a lot right now. It's going to mess with our infrastructure. It's going to make sure that, um, We have, let's see here, create good quality jobs and prevailing wages and all that kind of stuff. It's also going to make sure that um, if you'll see here, it says here that alongside the American Jobs Plan, the president is going to be releasing a Made in America tax plan. Now, Congress is going to turn that into a bill just like in this particular fact sheet, it said, and this was what the President did, and said that he wanted Congress to uh, take and make legislation and to either look for it in several bills or maybe one omnibus bill. And I can tell you from my research, and I don't know if you can see it here, but I've got all kinds of Senate numbers and House uh, representative numbers. I've got uh, Senate bills. Now, there is one that has already passed the House, and that is the national apprenticeship. That is HR 447. I detail that in my article that, uh, will be accompanied in all the resources that you're going to get for this particular, uh, topic. Um, I can also tell you on the liberty bills that we will be going over this as well, uh, bit by bit. Now, let's see. Investing in community colleges. Now, I have been able to, um, share with you before that community colleges are in on the Common Core machine as well. So lots of information here, lots of alignment to a communistic, socialistic, workforce-based education. Again, all in the name of COVID. We're going to see about the green jobs. We're going to see about, again, infrastructure. And this is where we see President Biden is calling On Congress to invest eighty-five billion dollars to modernize existing transit and help agencies expand their transit. Uh, Yeah, that's a lot of the green movement, which is we know to get uh, rid of cars. So anyway, look for more information coming soon about all this, and hang in there.
0: This—it's absolutely amazing to me. Eighty-five billion dollars. I mean, they just throw out these numbers all over the place, like it's nothing. And, uh, know. and it's, it's not just in this. This is just one bill. $85 yeah, billion. Dollars. Just,
1: yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Because if you, if you look at the American Family Plan, you look at the American Rescue Plan, those also had billions of dollars thrown in them as well. And uh, I wanted to close out with our little Cheshire cat, if you would, because I want people to understand, yeah, sometimes we try to make jokes about what's going on, but it's not to say that we need to be uh smarmy about this no we need to be serious minded about this and that is uh what's going on but we also need to remember that this is not our home this is just a stopping spot but while we're here we need to be as positive as we can even though this is terrible stuff so yeah that's why we had our little cheshire cat but if you didn't see what it said it said with the government sanctioned workforce prep every day will be laboring day
0: yeah all right, Lynn. So
1: that's what I got.
0: All right. Is that everything you got for today? That's it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> you unloaded a lot on us real quickly. I did. And guys, <laughs> if you missed any of these bills, there there were, I believe we brought one, two, there's three, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven bills that we touched on today. So if you want to get into any of those, that'll be up later at com yeah. in the archives under the same name as you see uh, in the video description. And so. You'll be, be sure to check that out uh, later on today at com. All right, Lynn, um, you've already given out where people can find you and everything. What is this yep. event that you're going to be going to here soon that you, you're oh. needing some support for?
1: Okay, uh, it is the first annual You Are Not Alone conference. The uh, Conservative Teachers of America are meeting in Virginia Beach, Virginia in June, late June, and they have asked me to be a keynote. And uh, because they're just getting, off the ground, they were not able to secure any sort of honorarium to help me get there. So this is the current need that I have. And one of the things I'm so excited about, Tim, and thank you for asking, is because I have wanted before now to get back out there and and start speaking again. So yay for them for being brave enough to have this, you know, because it, it we need to get back out there and speak and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to get back out there. I've been ready, but, you know, we'll see what God does.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. So if you want to support Lynn, if you've got a way that you can help her in getting there, I'm, I'm I'm assuming it's not just getting there, but you're going to be there a couple of days, so you're going to have a hotel or yeah. something like that as well. Yeah. So yeah. probably a few hundred dollars and, and some food yeah. and stuff like that. So if you're able to help Lynn, go over to CommonCoreDiva.com. She's got a way you can donate there and you can help her in that. And uh, I know she's very appreciative of that. We're very appreciative of you, Lynn, coming in here Thank every you. Wednesday and uh, <laughs> doing all of the the research that you do. And I know you go in other places, too. You've been, uh, you know, God's given you an outlet there with Jeff Rents now. You've been on there, I think, a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that gives you a larger, larger audience. You're faithful with a little. God gives you much. And uh, yeah. we're glad to see uh, that ministry blooming as well, as well as you and uh, Suzanne, Uh, who's been a contributor um, on my sites for many years. And uh, I I, I love Suzanne to death. I I appreciate the stuff she's done as well. And I'm glad to see you guys working together. All right, guys, check out Bradley, 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, sonsoflibertymedia.com. We'll be back with you 6 a.m. Eastern Time tomorrow. Probably going to jump on that Second Amendment stuff, take off from where we did yesterday in the afternoon show. And uh, so don't miss it, Lord willing. We'll see you then.